Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Sex Rep. You're here with Spring and Andrew, your favorite sexologist. That's not really what we are. Your favorite sex perverts on the internet answering (laughs) your questions about sex and relationships. We love to hear from you. Thank you for submitting questions. And we're sorry if we haven't gotten to yours yet. We will get there eventually, though the list keeps expanding. How are you doing today, Spring? I mean, we are sexologists. We just don't usually use that term. Yeah, it's a it's it's a weird term. It's kind of like the term like lover when someone says like this is my lover. It, I kind of go like ooh. <laughs> Same thing as like I'm a sexologist. I'm like ah, I don't know. <laughs> How was your Halloween? Did you do anything fun? Um, I was on a plane actually, but dressed up. You know, I do like to dress up, so I made sure to do that for everybody at the airport and for everyone on the plane. So you know, whenever I fly, I pretend like I'm going to a nice event, and I always dress well, and I have on like ties and bow ties, and my hair is done, and I always make sure I look really nice when I'm on planes because yes. I'm trying to pretend I'm not sitting in a tin can full of filth and people in sweatpants. So I try to pretend it's something glamorous, and I always dress for an event like I'm going to the opera on an airplane, and um. Uh, I think the flight attendants like it, and I certainly have a better time. And then mostly I just ignore everyone around me. So it's just (laughs) like going to one of those events. I don't know. I just like to wear, you know, like a skeleton suit or something, you know, just casual Halloween wear. (laughs) I I did do something really kind of hilarious uh, at at my work. So um, people have little baskets of candy all over. for the entire month of October. And I don't eat any of it, but um, I offered my class extra credit, one of my classes extra credit to eat durian fruit candy. And if everyone here doesn't know what durian is, it's a fruit that parts of the world think is a delicacy, but it smells kind of like a mix of like dog food, sewage, cat pee and almonds it's really it's one of the worst smells ever um but i had a whole bunch of leftover candy and i put it in the little candy bowls all over my building so then people would grab a piece of like awful cat urine flavored candy um so happy halloween everybody don't accept (laughs) candy from me or strangers (laughs) so so today uh we are answering a question and spring and i were talking about it these questions come in pretty frequently and we've answered questions all around the periphery of this one and today uh it's a two-parter it's the how and when to have the what are we conversation yeah we've talked about um you know different aspects of relationships and kind of relationship titles and why those are important um but yeah we haven't really said like how do we um mark that down that defining the relationship moment like how and when to do that so yeah i'm excited to dtr with you today oh we get to define the relationship that's what DTR means. Um, it's kind of crazy to me how blurry the whole thing has become. Like if you look at someone's online dating profile and you talk to them, usually it says what they're looking for, 
But I think that's not really what they're looking for. And I think that's the confusing part. Like they'll mm. say like looking for a long-term relationship or not or looking for no strings attached or whatever it is. But I think that people aren't very clear in talking about what they're looking for, especially at the beginning of relationships. So it sets the entire thing off on the sort of spectrum of I don't know what we are or what we are going to be or how to ask the questions surrounding that. Um, so... I think we should probably start with the when part of the question. When do we ask the what are we question to somebody else? Yeah. And I mean, this is pretty difficult, I think, because, you know, when you're not in that situation. So if you're a friend or if you're someone that is, um, you know, watching the relationship unfold before you, it seems pretty easy to be like, okay, now is the time to have that conversation. But when you're in it and you've like had, you know, a few dates or a few months of dates and you're like wanting to have this conversation, it can be terrifying. And it can be like, I have no idea when or how to do this. I mean, yeah, because as soon as you put a name on it, it becomes that thing, even though you probably know what that thing is. And even though you probably want it to be that thing, as long as you're amorphously in the world of it's my sex buddy or my friend with benefits or we're just dating or we're friends like those words are a lot easier to navigate. And I don't think there's as much pressure or stress societally surrounding a lot of those words. But when you move on to the next thing and you have the what are we conversation, then you can be disappointed. Then you have expectations. Then you're setting yourself up to be kind of vulnerable. Um, and all of those are good things most of the time, right? Having expectations in relationships is healthy. Having vulnerability in relationships is healthy. But being really let down when you ask those questions, like if your expectations don't match on to that other person's, it can be really kind of terrifying and scary. We still haven't said when you should ask. When should you ask? Yeah, so... I don't think it's going to be um, like a timestamp. Like I'm not going to say that it is after a certain number of dates or after a certain number of weeks or anything like that. I think it's more like when you start to question it, like when you start to think like, wait, what is this? That's the time. Like if you're having thoughts about it and you're feeling confused or wanting clarity, then that's when the time is. Yeah. So the question does come with a lot of like pressure. But if you're in your head like, oh, I really like this person. I don't know what we are. Or I would like to be more than what we are. Or like whatever the other questions are. That's the time to get ready to start asking those questions. Um, now, some people, you know, are going to want to ask this on like the first or second time you meet someone. Other people, it's going to be the 10th. Some people never. Right. So it's really individual. But I, I I think it's important because the person you're asking might be one of those people who never wants to clarify it as well. So you have to go into the conversation with some of those expectations set where the other person might be happy with things in that gray area, that amorphous area. Um, so just just be a little prepared. And I don't I don't think that um, it might be that they're happy with it. It just might be that they haven't started asking that question yet because it, at some point everybody kind of wants to define it, even if it's to keep it very casual or, you know, to make it grow more serious. Like everyone does want to feel like they understand where they stand with someone at some point. So I think that 
you might be at that place before the other person is like you might be questioning kind of what direction this relationship is heading in before someone else does. Um, but that doesn't mean that you need to wait to have the conversation. It just might mean that you have a little more thought behind what's going to kind of happen in the conversation than they do. And that's what I think you need to be prepared for that. The other person might be like, wow, I haven't really thought about this yet. And that doesn't mean that they don't care about you or that they don't like you. It just means they actually haven't thought about that yet. And that's okay, right? So going into that conversation, I mean, I think one of the most dangerous things that happen, especially when we are dating someone and we like them, is that we you know, come up with fantasy scripts inside of our head about what conversations are going to look like ahead of time and what we expect the other person to say in response to us. And we think that they're going to be on the same page and they're going to want the same things and they're going to you know, define the relationship the same way and they're going to have... That's not how it works at all, right? And I I like what Spring is saying. Like, you know what? They might not have thought about it very much yet. And you're going to have to give them some time and space to do that as well. They might jump right back at you and be like, I really like you and I want to be dating or boyfriend or whatever the word is. But if they say like, oh, I need some time, it's not because they don't like you. And it's not because that relationship doesn't have the potential to be, whether it's friends with benefits or going steady or being serious, right? Um, but the timeline for everybody is going to be different. And it's making sure that you give people enough time um, to actually answer that question honestly. And so what I like to think about in this, like, um, when do I do this is like, um, you want to do it when you're with somebody in person, you don't want to do this over text. You want to be able to like read all the cues and like actually have a good conversation. And I would say that, um, you could start it and see if they're ready to talk about it and say, you know, um, this is something I feel like I'm ready to talk about, like, you know, um, how we are both feeling in this relationship and what we might want it to look like in the future. And then say, do you think you're ready to have this conversation today? Or do you want to think about it a little more before we have that conversation? And I think that's a really nice way to, um, let them decide, like, because if they haven't thought about it yet, it can be really hard to just force that conversation if they, um, haven't gotten to that place where they're wondering that and thinking that. And so they might actually need some time to consider it. So I think that's a nice way to approach it. I mean, giving people a little bit of warning is always nice when you're having these defining or relationship changing kind of conversations. All right. So, uh, we need to take a short break, but when we get back, we're going to talk about how to have that conversation. Welcome back, everybody. You're here today on The Sex Wrap with Andrew and Spring answering questions about how to have that what are we conversation? How do you define that relationship? So Spring, how do we have that conversation? I'm pretty good at the when part, but the how part, I think that can get really tricky for people. Um, Because once again, like I said just a couple of minutes ago, it can be a really vulnerable position if you're putting yourself out there. Um, The way that this question came in was talking about like, how do you have it with your sex buddy? But if you have it with a sex buddy, it means that you've already defined that relationship as this is my sex buddy, right? So you've kind of already done that part. Um, I think sometimes this question comes as the, how do I progress the relationship with this conversation? Um, But Spring, what does it look like? So you talked about like, don't do it via text, right? Do it face to face with this person so you can read all of the other cues around it. But what does it look like? So 
I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I have like been thinking in my head, you know, actually, what is every single way that you could bring this question up with someone and have it go the most smoothly and have it not be threatening? And I think... I think that this is what a lot of people are afraid of. I think a lot of people are afraid of scaring the person off by having this conversation. You're afraid that the other person is going to be like, whoa, this person wants a lot more commitment than I do and run away. And so I don't think we really need to be afraid of that, but I completely understand that feeling. So I'm going to say if this person is going to be in a relationship with you, that question isn't really going to scare them. So let go of that. And also I get it. (laughs) Well, and if they are the kind of person who's going to run away at first whiff of, you know, defining a relationship, like that's a pretty good warning sign that you should probably not keep investing so much energy into that person. Like if you're really that terrified that you're going to scare them off, then maybe they're not the right person for you. Now, of course, if this is the second date and you're like, hey, I need to define us, you might want to back off a little bit. That's a little bit scary. So also timeline matters here as well. But I really like what uh, Spring said about the, the, the feeling threatened or threatening the other person or scaring the other person. That's why it's so important to talk to them in person and look at those cues. And it could be, you know, just like, hey, hey, defining ourselves and I don't want to press, um, you know, we can take our time or you know, I just need to know the word that I should use for us. So, okay. So this is my idea. This is what I've come up with. I think that for me, the best way to uh, bring this up in a way that feels very non-threatening is to ask this person that you're wanting to know about, um, what type of relationship like they feel ready for in their lives. Like just asking them, like, what do they want? Like, what are they wanting to create in their lives right now? And so that you can both like have a conversation where it's like not trying to place all of your dreams on that person, but just telling them like, you know, this is kind of what I want. And this is, you know, some of the things that I'm looking to create in my life right now. And then asking them the same thing and then looking for where the overlaps are and seeing how you might create something that works well together. So if that person only wants, you know, great sex in their lives right now and they don't want somebody to go to movies with or go to, oh, I'm sorry, we can't go to movies, go <laughs> go on um, walks in the park with. <laughs> um, and you're looking for people that do both of those things. And then like, are you willing to say, okay, we both want this we can create a relationship that does this, or are you not willing to do that? But if you start off by both just saying what you want out of a relationship with someone right now, then you can start to see where these things overlap so that you can decide what you might create together. I think that we need to make an app um, where both people download it and then you like connect to that person and you just answer a short list of questions. And that does, does a little comparison and it comes up with the name for you. So it's like, no pressure, no conversation. And then you can see if you match or not. I know they have those for like exploring kinky stuff where both people are like, ooh, I'm interested in this a little or a lot. I'm actually going to talk to my friend. Hi, Evan, I know you listen. I'm going to talk to you about like development <laughs> of an app to help us with this uh, DTR situation and how to have it. But I completely agree that there are w- w- with what Spring is saying, where you can do a lot of things to take some of the pressure down um, and to make sure that you go into that conversation with expectations that, you know, 
makes sense for where you are and where that other person is as well without, you know, you being too scared to ask the question or potentially scaring them off because you've gone a little too hard and heavy too too fast. Slow down. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it is like um, there is always some relationship probably that you could create with that person that you're both happy with. Um, It might not be the perfect ideal one for both of you. It might be the perfect ideal for one of you. And then one of you compromises a little, but I think that there is some relationship. If you already like this person and you've been spending time together in some way that there is some type of relationship that you will find that is good for both of you. Um, because at this point there's no, been no big fight. There's no trauma. So there, there's no reason to never talk to this person again. It is like, what is the relationship that gives us both something that we want and helps us both feel good in our lives and figuring out what that is. Sex buddy. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, words do matter and language matters and how we relate to other people matters. And uh, I think that's the real issue why when we have any of these conversations, it gets really hard for people because even though, you know, we kind of make light at the the words that we use to define and describe our relationships, those really are the core of what those relationships mean to us and how we share it with our friends and how we share it with other people as well. It's really nice when you can say like, this is my best friend or this is my friend with benefits that we don't usually tell our family that, but um Whatever it is, uh, having those words really help us make those connections more strongly with the other person. Uh, I I think one time these questions come up that's really uh, sad is uh, whenever someone has a friend with benefits or just a really casual relationship and someone catches feels and they really like that other person. And at that point, the relationship usually has moved and changed, but it can be met with someone who says that they're not interested in changing it or they don't want to define it. And you have to be okay in those situations. And you'd be like, okay, well, you don't want to define it, but I'm feeling kind of vulnerable and I feel like I've kind of opened up and I feel like I kind of like you. And the best thing that I can do if we're not going to be moving forward or putting some words on a relationship is to back off and say, you know what? I think that we're better not doing these kind of things. But that's the compromise that you have to be willing to make. Yeah. So you can say, you know, you can put up some more boundaries and say like, okay, I'm okay with only doing this like once a month then, or I'm okay with, um, only doing these parts of these activities or something. And so if, if you're feeling too vulnerable, if you're feeling a little hurt, you put up a little boundaries and you decide how many of those you need and how, and what that looks like. And then if you're feeling like you want to open up a little more and move forward, forward into more intimacy, then you bring some boundaries down. And that's what it is. Like it's trying to figure out where you need boundaries with someone and what they look like. Good boundaries all around. And boundaries Mm -hmm. aren't building walls and boundaries aren't, you know, preventing connection. Boundaries are saying like, these are the parts of myself that I'm willing to share. And these are parts of myself that I need to protect. And that's totally fine. All relationships need boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe we should define our relationships by our boundaries. That would be a really interesting thought activity. Like not talk about what we want, but talk about what we're protecting. Mm. Like talk about what we want to share with someone, like what parts of ourselves. Yeah. Emotionally, physically, energetically. I am low energy today, people. I'm sorry. (laughs) Normally I'm like the most high bubbly energy person ever, but 
Um, I'm not sharing my energy with anyone except maybe my dog in my couch later. (laughs) All right. Anything else we need to talk about today with this one, uh, Dr. Cooper? I think, you know, it just gets back to practicing. Like we always say, you know, having these hard conversations. And um, if you want to do this with uh, some type of partner that you have, practice it with a friend practice, you know, the exact way you want to phrase it. Um, and, and I would say, like we said at the beginning, do that little warning for someone first. Like, do you feel ready to talk about this today or do you want to talk about it next time? You know? And, um, I think that that makes it really, uh, feel a little safer for both of you. So you don't feel like you're kind of attacking someone with a question, but like you're allowing space for a conversation. It's great. Yeah. So you, if we're defining all of you out there who are listening to us today, we need to have our DTR moment. And that's how I'm ending. So I think you're all ready for it. But you are all our favorite and you're all part of our (laughs) online community. Um, If you haven't checked out our social media, you should check it out there because you can connect with us more than once a week. You can connect with us many times a day, if that's okay with your boundaries. Uh, (laughs) We would love to have you there as well. so uh, we're at the end of our episode, uh, and my tip today, uh, just the tip, um, my tip overall is it's okay to have these conversations, and it's okay for other people to say yes and no, um, and I really like what Spring said about practicing, and be really thoughtful about who you are and the words that you use to define those relationships, because each and every one of those words should make you feel better about yourself and your life. And if you're in relationships where, where the words that you're using to define that relationship make you feel bad about yourself, be really thoughtful about what that relationship is, and if, if you need it or not. And if you don't need it, there's a word for well, a word for that too. So, all right. Do you have any final words for our listeners today, Spring? Yeah, I think um, relationships are all about creating something together. It's this co-creation that you're doing. And keep that in mind when you're having this conversation. Like, how can we create what we want, what we both want together? And I think, you know, if you keep that in mind, it'll kind of keep you on this track of not like, how am I getting what I want? Or how are they only feels like they're getting what they want, but how can we get something we want here? All right, everybody. If you have any questions or follow-up for this episode, uh, feel free to let us know. Um, Or if you have any other questions about relationships or love or sexual health, anything else. I've always put love in there. We haven't done an episode about love. But anyway, if you have questions about love, you can let us know. We'll we'll take a stab. Um, uh, You can send them to us uh, through our email. We're thesexrap at gmail.com. That's rap with a W. Uh, You can call us at 413-A-RAPIT. And you can find us on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Sex Rap. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good day. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too af- Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.